open your Bibles to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28. Glory to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the grace. Thank you, Lord, for speaking unto us. This is not the message that I had prepared. The message just changed today, amen. <laughs> according to the will of the Lord, according to what the Lord wants us to hear and then to do after we have heard this word. Matthew chapter 28 from verse 18. Praise God. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things, Whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus came and spake unto them. So the first thing that he said is, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. So I'm speaking about the Great Commission. Amen in obedience to the Great Commission. This is what I want to speak about today. So that was an announcement that Jesus made unto his disciples when he came. All power is given unto me. All exousia, all authority has been given unto, unto me in heaven and on earth. Go ye therefore. So go ye therefore is as a result of the authority that he had what he had received in heaven and on earth. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So Jesus is all authority in heaven, subject only to the Father, isn't it? Jesus is all authority on the earth. So this is a man speaking with all authority as well unto us, saying, go ye therefore. Because of all the authority that he has, go ye therefore. So, the words go you therefore is a command. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a command. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Now, the question is is the Lord going to make us go or he has already said go? Hallelujah. When he says go, then you must what? You must go. That's why I'm saying in obedience to the Great Commission. Because the Lord has already said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And then one of the things that he says in verse 20, there he says, I am with you always. Is there a time when you feel that the Lord is not with you? 
or you question his presence in your life to say, is he with me? But the Lord is saying, Lord, I am what? With you always. So what we need to do is to do what needs to be done. Because the Lord is always with us. Sometimes when we feel as if the Lord is not with us, it's because maybe we are not doing what we are supposed to be doing. Because when we do what we are supposed to be doing, then the Lord is always there. He is right there, ready to show himself, and ready, I mean, to manifest himself. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. The reason why I have to speak this message is because this is what the Lord wants us to hear. This is what the Lord is saying. He has already said unto us, go. Hallelujah. Go. One thing that is so, so important that I've actually seen and um, something that I've also learned is that many times we focus on what is inside. We focus what is what? On the inside. When it comes to the church, we look at what is inside. But most times we forget to look on what is what? What is outside. When the Lord says go, he's not saying go inside. He's saying go where? Go outside. And preach the gospel where? Outside. So that the people may come what? Inside. Look at this. Are you hearing this? You preach outside so that people may what? May come inside. Now the problem with us, the church, most times is that we spend time, most of our time, with those that are inside. Panarodins go up. Most times, no sir, question. Because we don't have anything better to do <laughs> than to do that. Uh, come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Maybe if we were pre preoccupied with the people that were outside, preoccupied with the business of bringing those that are outside so that they come inside, then maybe there will be less friction. The Bible is saying, go away. Go ye therefore, go outside, preach the gospel to every creature, to everyone that you see. How many people do we encounter outside? And how many people do we speak to outside? The Bible is saying every creature. Every person you see, every person you meet, there is always that opportunity to speak to them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Can you finish them? There are too many, isn't it? But the question is, how many have we spoken to? How many are we going to speak to? You know, I, I believe someone is to make that decision today to say, you know what, when I get out of this room, I'm going to go and speak to some people. I'm going to go and speak to what? To some people. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. You know, this morning, I had an opportunity to speak to some people, and some of them, I had to come open and say, you know what, I've been seeing you for some time, but there's one thing that um, I didn't do well. 
when I started interacting with you is because I didn't share with you the good news. We can talk a lot about a whole lot of things, but if I leave this thing, if I don't speak about this thing, then I've, I've done nothing in your life. I haven't said anything really meaningful in your life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So we have to come to a point where we have to evaluate what is so important in our lives. What is so important? Even in our relationships, the people that we speak to, the people that we live with, the people that we interact with, what is so important that I can share with you? What is so important that I can give you that will count as above all the other things that we can do or say? Whether to our loved ones, to our acquaintances, to our workmates, to, to the friends that we spend each and every day with what is so important. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Most times, one of the things that I've seen is that most people are afraid to speak, right? You are afraid to speak out. There are two things. Number one, it's fear. Being afraid to speak or being afraid to share the gospel. The other reason is being ashamed of the gospel. But Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the, what? Of the gospel because this is power unto salvation. If we don't speak it, there is no salvation. The gospel has to be what? Yes, to be spoken. In Jesus' name, amen. So do not be afraid to open your mouth and speak up. Do not be afraid to open your mouth and speak up. Because people receive Christ only when we speak. Only when we speak the gospel. And the good thing is that Jesus himself he has sent us with that authority that he has. He has said, go ye therefore. So we are not going on our own, but we are going with the authority of Christ. You know, there's something amazing that Jesus said in John chapter 17. I just want to read a few verses for you in John 17. From verse 1. He says, these words spake Jesus. And lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee. Verse 2. As you have given him power over all flesh. Look at that. As you have given him what? Power. As you have given him authority over all flesh. So know this Jesus is authority over all flesh. That he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. So one thing to note is that Jesus is all what? Authority over all flesh. And he also is that ability to give eternal, eternal life to every person who comes to him. So if you are going to go and share the gospel. Listen to this. If you decide where you are, because right now I'm not saying God is going to push you, because he has already said go. So it's a decision that you have to make. 
whether you want to go or not. I'm not saying go and become a pastor. Is that what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Sharing the gospel and preaching the gospel and being a pastor are two different things. Because anyone can share the gospel. Anyone can preach the gospel. But you have to decide that I have to go. And when I'm saying go, right, <laughs> I'm not saying you are going to, to say, okay, where can I go? Let me go out and go to town and preach it. No, we are saying you have to live that life of sharing the gospel. That is going. Because you are practicing what the word says. You must preach the gospel. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. If you are not a preacher, why don't you start with the people that you know? The people that you meet with every day. You know, I've encountered many times when I'm sharing the gospel, I've encountered uh, many people who say, I go to church. In fact, these people are actually more than those who say, I, I don't go to church. They are actually more, right? You ask them, okay, where do you go? They can tell you, I go to such, such a church, right? So what I do most times is that I go an extra step and then ask them, can I ask you a question? He says, ah, no, that's fine. You can ask a question. And sometimes I ask a simple question like, why do you go to church? Right? And then, Hallelujah. When they try to explain why they go to church, because most of them, they don't know why. So, some of them, they, they start giving you uh, explanations like, ah, you know, uh, I just grew up going to church. My mother would take me to church. So, I've been going to church ever since. Right? Are you hearing this? So that is the reason. Some of them will tell you, ah, you know, uh, so that the uh, Nora you know, that's why I go to church, you see. Which could be a good reason to go to church, but that's not the reason of going to church. Come on, somebody. For a person to go to church, right, that's not the first thing. The first thing is for the person to hear the gospel, to know the gospel, to believe the gospel. That's the first point of call, right? Even if you start going to church, you have to hear this gospel and believe it. Hallelujah. Because there's always a danger when you come into the church and you sit in the church, right? But you don't know why you are there. We actually have people who question why they are in the church. Why am I sitting here? You always be looking at your watch. When is the service ending? Because you want to go home, isn't it? It's because most people have not understood why they are in the church. But how would they understand why they are in church? I've seen this 
Most of the times, people who come to church, okay, let's put the kids aside, okay? Let's talk about the grown-ups, right? Most of the times, there are some who come to church. Why do they come to church? Because you invited them to church. Praise God. Which is a good thing. But you need to go an extra step, right? And actually give them the gospel. I'm telling you, one of the things that I have realized is the cause of people going to church but without knowing Christ. You get this? And one of the biggest reasons is that to the churches that they go, Christ is not preached. So invite a person, the person comes to church, but the church that you go to, Christ is not preached. Salvation is not preached. Are you hearing this? I'm, I'm telling you real stories that I encounter when I speak with people. You ask a person, they don't know John 3.16. I'm telling you the truth. Can I do a survey? Who can recite to me John 3.16? Who can recite John 3.16 to me right now? Hallelujah. Who can recite to me John 3.16? <laughs> this is a Sunday school verse. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm not going to say raise up your hands lest uh, I expose some people. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> but this is the reality, you see. So you can have someone coming to church or going to church for so many years, but the person does not know John 3.16. So my question is, you are going to church if you don't know John 3.16. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That is the reason why people are bored at church. They don't know why they came. Are you hearing this? They don't know why they came. So they are bored. Ah, the present worship did not sing today. They are bored. Ah, church was boring. You hear this? Ah, the pastor was not really preaching uh, today. You are bored. You, you don't know why you are here. Because we have some people who think church is an inter entertainment center. You come to be entertained. But no. When you come to the church, expect to receive words of life. Expect to receive words of what? Of eternal life. We have people who don't want to hear words of eternal life, yet they are in the church. But why did Jesus come? He said, so that they may what? Have eternal life. That is the reason. So if I ask you, why are you here? What is your answer? I'm here because of eternal life. That is the number one reason. All the other things will follow. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Because the Bible says, seek ye what? The kingdom of God first. And his righteousness. So you seek the kingdom, you seek righteousness. And then all the other things that you seek shall be added unto you. Do you want healing? It will be added. Do you want a job? It will be added. Do you want a better life? It will be added. Do you want stress to be taken away from you? That will be added. Peace. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. The Bible here in Romans 10, verse 13, says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever. Everyone who decides to call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So look at this. There is no salvation without calling upon the name of the Lord. Am I correct? There is no salvation. So you can come to church without calling upon the name of the Lord. Oh, glory to Jesus. Amen. Then the Bible goes on to say, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? You can't call upon the Lord without believing first. Hey! How can you call upon him when you have not believed in him? They call the name of the Lord, but not in the right way. So believing comes first, amen. Even when it comes to baptism, I've heard stories where people say, I was baptized when I was very young. Okay, fine. But then the Bible says, those who believe, they are baptized. The first thing is what? Believing, then baptizing. So you are baptized because you have believed. You don't become a Christian because you were baptized. You become a Christian when you what? You believe. And then we baptize you based on your... The Ethiopian eunuch said, here is water. Please baptize me himself. After the gospel had been preached unto him. My God, my God, in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. And we even have people, come on. You were baptized as an infant, you didn't know. But now you know the gospel. So why don't you get baptized? Because now you know. Come on, somebody. In Jesus' name, amen. Those who believe and are what? And are baptized. Right. And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? They need to hear. You can't believe on Christ without hearing his word. You can't believe on him without hearing about him. Come on. That's why I'm saying, can I invite him to church? Most times, it's also good if you follow up with the word. You know why as well? It's not always that when you come to church, most times you will find the gospel of salvation being preached. Is that true? It's not always. The pastor may actually be preaching something else or teaching something else, like tithes, for example. And I know many people will be offended by tithes, <laughs> Right? So the person can actually go back home without being saved. Because the message was focusing on what? On finances. And there's nothing wrong with that. People have to be taught. In Jesus' name, amen. What am I saying? You also have a responsibility to preach the gospel. You also have to give the people the message which will lead to their salvation. 
Panarundi nzikuwa herako. Hallelujah. Is someone learning? Hallelujah. And how shall they hear without a preacher? You see? You have to hear. There has to be a preacher. Not a pastor. A preacher. Right? And you can be a preacher. You can be a preacher. Now, there's one thing that we need to understand. And this thing is that in our words, we carry eternal life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Our words, they carry eternal life. Our words, the words that we speak, we carry life, isn't it? But it's not every word that we speak that is life. There are words that we speak that carry life. But sometimes there are ways that we speak that do not carry life. But one thing that we need to know is that as a Christian, you can speak words that carry life. And you can speak words that give eternal life to someone. Now, isn't that amazing? I'm saying you can speak words that can give someone eternal life. Is that not amazing? Because this is what Jesus said. In John 6, verse 63 there. It is the spirit that quickeneth. In other words, it is the spirit that gives what? That gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Sarun mashoko. Andrukutawara kwa mura. They are what? They are spirit. Mashoko andrukutawara mwea. And as chete, but the words are life. That's why I'm saying you can speak words that are life. My God, my God, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. At one point, Simon Peter said unto the Lord, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Right? All the people had forsaken Christ at that time because of the words that he was saying. And they were saying, this is a hard word. Who can hear it? Right? And he was only left with the twelve. Hallelujah. And then Jesus looked at them and said, will you also go? Hallelujah. I can count you. Uh, are you twelve or uh, less or more? <laughs> Amen. I can ask you the same question that Jesus asked. Can I? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, will you also go? And then it was Simon Peter who answered. And he said, to whom shall we go? To end up with none. She was born to go to Cassia Christ. To whom shall you go? Then he says, you have the words of eternal life. You have the eternal, uh, uh, the words of eternal life. Ndimi moga, but ni masho kweishi. E upenyu, singa peri. Kweti ya upenyu. Come on. Tinawana wanotawara masho kwe upenyu. But, koso itavamu wanotawara masho kwe upenyu, singa peri. Zimongua, you have to ask yourself, what kind of life are you looking for? Because kanatine, for sure, we can give you 
Very nice words. I'm not going to open your ball. Right? We have motivational speakers there who can speak good words. But are they giving you words of eternal life? Mandebo Satakabaye. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Hallelujah. So our words must carry life where we are. And I think this is one of the greatest things that we as Christians should uh, pay particular attention to. The words that we what we speak. Whenever we are, we, we are with people, can I tell you not what I'm going to say. Mashoko anopa upenyuere, karate mashoko enyika. Mustara Jesu, amen. Hallelujah. Ask yourself right there, what kind of words do I speak? Mashoko anota ura enini, anopa upenyuku ni wamwe wanyere. Can I not quit? Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says a wholesome tongue is a tree of life. A wholesome tongue. That means you also have to learn to bridle your tongue. You have to learn to control your tongue. You have to control the words that you speak. Your words must be what? Wholesome. That is how you can bring life to someone. Mustara Jesu, Amen. Hallelujah. Who wants to win souls among you? Who wants to win souls? Do you really want to win souls? Because the Bible says a person who wins souls is wise. Isn't it? A person who wins souls is what? Is wise. Proverbs Chapter 11, verse 30. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he that wins souls is wise. So when I said, who wants to win souls? It did not raise your hand. The Bible is saying, the one who wins souls is wise. So if you really want to be wise, and it got, wisdom is what? We change area and it. Saga anyone who wins souls. And we change area. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why? Bible is out when you change area. Why? Maybe let's talk a little bit. Since I'm I, I'm speaking, we can speak. Amen. Why? Just think where you are. The Bible is saying, anyone who wins souls is wise. Why would the Bible say you are wise when you win souls? Yeah? Hallelujah. There's a reward to that. Amen. There is a great reward to that. So the more souls you win, the greater the what? The reward. And I'm sure you can't compare that reward to anything else. 
in this life. And I believe in the life to come as well. I believe the people that will be greatly rewarded by God are people who win souls. More than others. I don't know. Or anything in any manner or financially or what is good. But I believe you can never beat a person who wins souls. That I believe. Before you crucify me. I'm saying I believe. <laughs> because just ask yourself. What is the greatest value in the kingdom? Is it the church building? Are they the chairs? It's a person. The soul of a person. And the Bible tells you that uh, there's maybe one thing that makes the angels to rejoice in heaven. And what is that? When a soul comes to Christ. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. What do you really want to achieve in life? Right there. Ask yourself, what do you really want to achieve in life? That at the end of the day, you will say to yourself, I've, I've made it in life. <laughs> I've made it in life. I believe for a Christian is when you focus on this, you can say at the end of the day, I've made it in life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. When your ears come to a close, you have made it in life. If you have focused your energies on bringing souls to the kingdom of God. In whatever manner, right? In whatever manner. You yourself doing the work of bringing people to the kingdom of God. Or are you yourself doing any work that supports the work of what? Bringing souls into the kingdom. Whether you do it by prayer and intercession, by fasting, right? Whether by your finances, whether by encouragement to other saints, all that as long as it is contributing to souls coming into the kingdom of God, you are doing a great work in the kingdom of God. Why am I saying this? So that you may have a different mentality. Hallelujah. When you come to church, you have a different what? Mentality. There are people who come to church as consumers. Hallelujah. You want to consume, but you don't want to what? Come on. I said you want to consume, but you don't want to what? To produce. Consume, produce. I receive, I receive, but you don't want to what? To produce. If you want to consume, yes, you can consume. But consuming is no reward. Come on. It's only when you produce. That's when you are rewarded. 
Mustara Jesu, Amen. Hallelujah. Daniel 12, by verse 3. And they that be wise, you remember what I said. The Bible is saying, if you win souls, you are what? You are wise, and it? Then the Bible is saying, they that be wise, Daniel 12, verse 3, shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. Right? And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. Look at that. Hallelujah. This is the reward that I have been talking about. If you see angels, you will stand in awe of angels. Right? Because of the glory that they carry, that the Lord gave unto them. But there is also a glory that is waiting for you. But it's only waiting for those that are wise. That will hear the word of God and they will obey it. But verse, therefore, and preach the gospel. This is what we need to do. Why am I talking about this? Because this is the focus for us this year. Because we are talking about the growth and the multiplication of the word. So how can there be a growth and a multiplication of the word without going therefore? You hear this? We can't be sitting here and praying about it without actually going. Without actually doing. So we must be prepared to do. And we must be prepared because there are things that we will do that we also need finances to do. <laughs> but we have to come to a point of sacrifice for the sake of the kingdom, for the sake of the work. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Is anyone ready to do this work? Is anyone ready to do this work? As I said, it's a decision that you have to make. The Lord already gave us the grace and the power to do it. We have the authority to do it. We already have it. But you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses. It's already there. In Jesus' name, amen. But we need to what? We need to go. We need to go. In Acts chapter 8, verse 4 there, the Bible says, Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. There's a great persecution that arose at the church that was at Jerusalem. They didn't want to go, these people. It was only the apostles, right? But the Lord had already said, go and preach the word to all what? All nations. So there had to be a persecution to actually cause the people to rise. Do we need a <laughs> persecution to rise against us so that we can go and preach the word? No. It's a decision that we have to make. To say, you know what? We really need to do this. Do you need someone to, to knock at your door every morning and say, wake up and go to work to work? Don't you know you need to go to work? You know. So you have come to a point where you tell yourself, this is the right thing to do. And I must do it. 
My God, ah, my God, my God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I said, come to a point of realization. This must be done. I must do it. You need to know, I, you must do it. And you what? You begin to do it. You just need to know this is the right thing to what to do. And you do it. And you have been empowered. You have the grace. You have the authority to go and do it. So we must do it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. In obedience to what? To the Great Commission. It's not only about sharing the word. You need to find ways of supporting this work so that the gospel is preached. Mustara Jesu, amen. Hallelujah. If we are wise, we'll start doing what we are supposed to do. If we are wise, we'll start going. Amen. Today, let's go out. Don't run away. Amen. Or I give you an assignment to do. Don't run away. I say, don't what? Don't run away. This work must be done. And you have to be there, you have to make yourself available for us to do this work. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Acts chapter 4, verse 29. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants, you know, these people in the book of Acts, they were so focused on the Great Commission. Now listen to the kinds of prayers that they do. And also compare to the type of prayers that you what? You do. Amen. So listen to what they say. He says, grant unto your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. Focus on the word. So they are asking for boldness to speak the what? To uh, speak the word. Verse 30. By stretching forth your hand to heal. Right? Stretching your hand to what? To heal. Because as I said before, healing is like the dinner bell to salvation. When a person is healed, they will know that Jesus is alive. In Jesus' name, amen. There are some people who have gone to doctors and doctors have failed them. But behold, the Lord will not fail them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Look at the things that they asked for. That they may speak the word with what? With boldness. So this is one thing that I want you to ask of the Lord, that you may speak the word with what? With boldness. Kumwe. But the Lord can give you boldness and you can share the gospel. I also want you to pray for wisdom as well. And it? Because most times, how can I introduce? And it? So sometimes, you don't have wisdom. And it? Amen. Hallelujah. Boldness 
wisdom and the manifestations of the graces of God. Because they were praying and saying, by stretching forth your hands to heal. As we go, as we preach the word, stretch your hands to heal. That mighty wonders may be done. I'm telling you this. In, any, in my own life, if, if I'm to count the number of healings or miracles that have happened in the church compared to outside, the numbers that are outside are so much more than what you see in the church. Are you hearing this? Because every time you are sharing the gospel to the sinner, the Lord is so ready to do anything for the sake of that soul. But I don't know what I can ask you right now, what miracle do you need? What miracle do you need? He's thinking, what miracle do you need? What miracle do you need? What miracle do you need? Hmm? What miracle do you need? 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 Hallelujah. So what miracle are you looking for? But when you go outside, where those people are, there are a lot of issues out there. I'm telling you, you people who are here, you think the Lord has not used you. Wait till you go out there and start sharing the word. You are going to see mighty things happening. Not through your pastor, through you. I'm telling you this. You go to someone on the deathbed, Munuyano Muka, Iwewe, Usatwana Matra Mun before. Murundin Zosaganaga. Munasinga Fambi. Anuna Matra Nemuna, Satana Matra Mun before, Munuyano Famba. For the sake of the Great Commission. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Panemunu and Ragudena. Would Ave Panemu point, I end up an point. When it comes to church, it's not all about you being in comfort. No, it's about doing this thing. It's about doing these things. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So begin to pray where you are. I want you to pray for boldness. My God, in Jesus' mighty name, that the Lord may give you boldness.